So tomorrow we are leaving for our annual uh, Turks and Caicos beaches vacation. So we go to a resort in uh, Turks and Caicos every year in January. Um, we did it, I don't know, the first time, maybe six years ago to uh, it, to break up the winter. We used to go to Cabo. Seven now because seven. Oscar's like 11 months old. So well, or, that I mean, was, when yeah. he was eleven months old, was when the so then that would have been be six seven. years, six years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah. He's just gonna be. He'll be yeah. seven when we're there. So our son will have his seventh birthday. He gets pulled out of school for a week, um, and then we wanted to do this because a lot of you guys will have uh, spring break coming up. So a lot of our listeners here are gonna have uh, kids getting uh, pulled out of school, and that's when a lot of people go down to Florida. For spring break or take a little trip and so this is a great time I think to just talk about vacations and and how we um just sort of how we do our vacations with a health and fitness lifestyle mindset we are going to go in there we're eating buffet food uh there's unlimited free alcohol um everything's right at your you can you can be the most gluttonous human being. Like you can get wood fired pizzas all day and just whatever you want at, at your whim. It's awesome. But if you fully indulge in that, you know, from, you know, start to finish, you're going to feel like crap and you're not going to, it's not going to be as enjoyable of a trip. So we, we just wanted to kind of throw some tips in there, talk about uh, travel health and fitness when it relates to travel, even why just we think traveling, if you have the means and ability to do it is, is, is really important. Um, you know, Kate's, you've always been big on it. So when, when Kate and I first started dating, um, man, I'd probably been on a plane less than five times in my entire life. Um, you know, at 29, 30 years old, um, I hadn't done a ton of traveling. I'd done a little bit. I'd gone to Europe once when my brother graduated college and I went to uh, Jamaica. I'd been to Cancun in high school and Panama City. And then we'd drive out to the East Coast as kids to uh, around the uh, Virginia Beach area. But <clears throat> I was not a well-traveled person. And, you know, my trips were few and far between every four or five years, someone would come up with an idea. Hey, would you like to go on a trip? And I'd be, you know, I'd be into it, but it, it just was not on my radar. And then I didn't have any money. So that, that, uh, you know, that dictates it a lot, but you, you've been, you know, you've been traveling, you were traveling before me. And why do you yeah. think it's so important? Why do you think travel, like what, what is it about traveling and, and get, cause you, you are the reason we travel all the time. Like you were talking to me yesterday about two other trips that are planned later. I, I can't even, I have to like keep one ahead of me and then I can't even think of the other ones, but yep. This, this answer is going to, I mean, it wasn't premeditated, but it, it's going to sound funny. Um, I really like to travel to help keep me focused when I'm back in town. Okay. So it, it just, if I don't break, I mean, that's one of the reasons I think that's like one of the main drivers is like, I got it. I got to get out of town. I love to explore. I love to explore new cities. I love to explore new areas, meet new people. Um, I just love 
just to hear everyone's story. I really enjoy that. But also, I, I really feel like if I don't have anything to break up, like my work, workouts, um, diet, just everyday cycle. Now, you know, with the kids and the routines added on to that, I've, I feel like it becomes um, really monotonous and it's not motivating for me. So I, I like to travel almost for like motivation to, um, you know, to work hard, to be able to afford travel, to uh, have fun and enjoy myself while we're traveling, but then also just to break up the the monotony of uh, day to day. So I'm a little more focused. I'm a little sharper. And when I come back from trips, as long as I don't like just travel like an idiot, like we probably did in the beginning, <laughs> when, like everything you said, that's the first couple of times we went on the all-inclusive resorts. We would just like eat and drink and be like, oh, for, for three days after we got back. But I really feel like it refreshes me and I have like a, a renewed uh, energy and focus and patience for everything. Um, and, and a lot of what I do uh, requires a lot of mental energy um, impatience. And I feel like that it really helps renew me. It's almost like hitting the reset button. Um, but you know, from a, a work kind of standpoint and health standpoint, I do it to kind of renew myself. And then just from a fun lifestyle, like bettering myself, um, I like to meet new people. I like to meet all different walks of life and, and not that we're going to get necessarily that on this all-inclusive resort, but <laughs> you still meet different people sure. from different areas of the United Everyone's States. Everyone's from or, all over the yeah, world there, yeah, actually. Yes, uh, it's an yeah. international trip, so we're going yeah. to, uh, it's the Turks and Caicos, it's a, uh, it's a British colony. Um, so you get, you get a, a, a fair amount of people coming actually from across the pond, um, Europe, Europeans, and then a lot of people from uh, the East Coast in Canada. So I think you occasionally get some West Coast people, but they, they'll, they'll typically go down towards Mexico where um, this is a lot of uh, like New Yorkers and uh, Canadians. Is is what yeah. we'll, we'll typically yeah. run into, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. Just I mean, you do you. I mean, you end up meeting a lot of people because you'll have people around your area or whatever that you run into, and and inevitably you start hanging and talking. And and what's cool is this year we have um, our friends uh, Sean and Julie and Julie who used to work here at the gym. Um, they're bringing their daughter, and they're gonna they're gonna be on this trip with us. So yeah, <laughs> so we're excited about that. But and as adults, yeah. just one one more thing. And, and this is something I really tell my clients, I think it's very, very important for your relationships to kind of solidify them. So, you know, when you, I think parents can get lost in the day to day, just, okay, you run the kids here, I'm running the kids here, and we're doing this and we're doing that. And it really bonds you. So whether it's, you know, you're traveling with your spouse, it really, or spouse, it really helps uh, bond that relationship or your friend, it really helps bond you together even just your children, you can kind of lose touch with them as they get older and they're hanging out with their friends more. And it's just a lot of togetherness, even on that travel day out there um, and back, like you're just together on the plane the whole time. And and at the resort, you know, that our kids are starting to go off and, and play with other kids a little more, but it's just, I think it's really good for relationships. Um, it's, it's good to bond you. It's good to test you. And, and it's a lot of time to spend together to kind of almost like reevaluate where you're at at different points in the year. Um, it, it, you know, just kind of like a whole reset button. 
in general. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think you, you would, you would agree that like we, we love our lives and, and what we do and, and we get to go hang out and play at a gym. Um, but what, what I think we inevitably run into and, and a lot of us do through our jobs is we, we're giving a lot of energy and, um, you know, sometimes not filling that tank up. So, you know, whether I'm coaching a class or talking and meeting with my coaches and staff, uh, I'm, I'm giving myself a lot, you know, I'm, I'm not filling up my cup as much, you know, sometimes during those weeks, I'm giving a lot of myself and, uh, it's a good time to kind of fill that cup back up. So then when you come back, you're energized and you can be that person that you want to be in the gym with people, your mood's better, all of that, because I'm pretty worthless if honestly my role here, if, if, if I'm mopey and, and feel like shit and I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, waddling around here, I, I'm not an asset to the business. I, I need to, you know, be hands-on, be happy, you know, and, and if you start to go downhill, like it's just, it's, it's not good. Um, <clears throat> And I think, you know, at least from like what I do from my job standpoint and, and certainly from yours is like you're counseling people one on one. And if you're like, you know, I just don't feel, you know, if you get into that kind of talk with people, you're not going to be effective at your job. But I see it hold a lot of uh, affiliate owners back, um, you know, especially in our job. It's so rewarding. It's so fulfilling and it's so fun in those early years when you are addicted to CrossFit and you're just super into it. But I quickly will see guys once they get four or five years in and these affiliate owners, you know, they're rolling up the garage at 5am and putting it down at 8:30 PM and they're working Saturdays and Sundays and they're never going anywhere. And then their membership isn't building and even early on, we were, we, you know, my, my business was in that sort of cadence and rhythm until I was able to break out of it. And, you know, I don't know, travel might've been a big part of that, you know, where I'm like, once I started doing that and I felt good, you know, just everything, all the momentum started going in the right direction where if you're like, you know, peeling yourself out of your, your, your lazy boy in your office and you're, you're coaching your, uh, you know, 36th class of the week, um, it's going to be tough to, to maintain that, that pace for a long time without some sort of break. So I'll, I'll always encourage it from that standpoint. Um, but when we travel too, like we do it enough now, you know, we'll have six trips on the year. It's not like this, this vacation necessarily, but we have a variety of different ones. So, you know, now we're doing retreat, uh, a retreat trip. Um, you know, we'll visit friends. We've, we've got, you know, half a dozen every, every eight weeks we're going somewhere for, you know, anywhere from three to, to six, seven days. Uh, so we've had to come up with strategies or, or we just would be at, totally out of shape all year if we didn't train, work out and, and, and try and stay fit on those, on those trips. Now it's certainly not a place where we're looking to, to peak our fitness out, but when we travel, we actually work out pretty much every day we're there. We it's it's actually probably more frequent than I would here. 
You know, I'll, I'll train about five days a week when I'm in town. When we're out of town, we'll train every day. Now, the workouts are not nearly as intense. Um, they're not as hard. Uh, a lot of it is just movement and, and getting blood flowing to get yourself feeling good rather than, than to create a, uh, a real training stimulus that you're going to improve from. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. And I would say just from like a strategy standpoint, um, you know, a couple of things, cause I'm always like strategizing and it's kind of fun for me too. So <clears throat> we always try to come in, in, in a little better shape where we're like, uh, you know, maybe not this trip so much because it's, this one's always tough cause it's after the holidays and I had a birthday and it's always sad to not do anything on your birthday. So we just went out to eat and had a couple of drinks and it was low key, but like, <laughs> You know, usually I try to go into trips feeling like, man, I could really like go for a cheeseburger and like, you yep. know, a big yummy drink of some sort. Um, a little bit so, hungry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're, you know, you're like almost kind of going into it feeling like, ah, oh, I need a break. And then, um, so that's one thing, just tightening up before you go. So I see like some, you know, if we can give you some pointers to, to like go into how to travel make sure you strategically plan where you can be pretty healthy before that trip. So not the main reason why, so you can feel really good on the trip. Um, you're going to have a, you're going to be spending a lot of time with yourself and you don't want to feel uncomfortable, whether that's in a swimsuit or just uncomfortable in your skin or just feel unhealthy to feel really good and take good care of yourself. Um, then the travel day there in the travel day back, we usually take as rest days. So we have a real early wake up call tomorrow. We're not going to be the psychos doing, and, and that's great if you guys need to do that, if you travel a lot for work, but burpees in the airport, I've never done it. <laughs> I've never, I've ha I have heard of people on like a layover taking a cab to a gym someplace, never done that. Yep. We take a full rest day. And I'll tell you what, it feels good. And yes, we're taking a rest day and we're going to be eating more and drinking more on that day. But if you just relax, it, it, it actually works out fine. Um, but we kind of have like, you know, if we can just kind of go into our like what what our jam is. Um, we do always park our car in the parking garage. We load it up the night before. So that way we don't have, I mean, all these tiny little things will save you an hour of sleep. So our plane flight takes off at 630. It's an international flight. So we'll need to get there probably the latest at five. So we're, I don't want to set my alarm clock before four because I know we're just we're not in the rhythm of getting up before six. That's going to that's really going to push us like that tipping points. So I call it tipping points. Like if we wake up at 3 a.m. tomorrow, it, it's probably going to be a bad day for us and the kids. So even 4 a.m. is a big difference. If we load up the car, have it all loaded, then we wake up at four when dress the kids and the clothes that they're going to wear on the plane the night before. So we just pick them up, carry them to their car seats. The car's loaded. We drive to the parking garage. We unload. We always make sure it, we, we count on the kids not being worth anything, even though Oscar's seven, he's going to be so tired. He's not going to push a luggage a suitcase. And so these are kind of like trial and error things we've found. So we make sure that we can pack all the luggage with us um, between the two of us and just kind of push the kids in strollers. Um, and then when we get there, I know Starbucks opens at 5 a.m. I always get my go-to. I have oatmeal. I have peanut butter powder that I put in my backpack. I pour that in there. So I've got that meal. That meal feels good. And then I plan on the next three meals. Even if we have a layover, I plan on them all having to be on the plane. And then I always have two extra snacks. So those are usually um, 
I, I usually will do like for the three meals, two different types of bars, whether it's a perfect food bar or a bear bell bar. And then I like to get a piece of fruit in there. And I think that's really important to keep like fruit and vegetables rolling if you can. Um, I plan none of this stuff. Yeah. He, I just hand it to him and he eats it. Like, like I, I have his lunch pack for him. Like every little <laughs> step that you just um, like. But you don't need to because fog. I do. Well, you would have to absolutely. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, here's your snack. I tra- like, if oh, I travel on good. my own, it's 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 pretty laid back. I'll, I'll throw some bars or something in there. But when we're when when you're traveling with a family, it is good to have all this stuff planned out because yeah. I have the kids' backpacks packed. I yeah. have their snacks packed. I have all these like kind of games with sort of young, things with young kids. It's, it's the reason, you know, we have neighbors and stuff. They've, you know, they've got kids older than us that are, you know, ten, they've never gone anywhere because of the. Because of everything I'm describing, this probably giving you anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Because so, it's, it's, it's like very like fear inducing. I mean, we, we would do it when, you know, the kids are in a little more solid space with Oscar being six and Charlotte being three. But, you know, you, you reverse that into like four and one and a half and, and, you know, three and an yeah. infant. And we've done yeah. that. And that, that's where yeah. it's, it's really challenging. It, it should ideally be it's a little bit easier. And breastfeeding her every three hours. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but we, we make it, you know, we plan it, we make it happen. Um, so we get to, we get to the resort. But We're even gonna... before, I'm going to sort of back up because okay. a lot of people ask me questions about this, and this is where I feel like they get off. Okay. So just some main things. When you travel, you are it, uh, flying dehydrates you. So I know it's annoying to use the bathroom on the airplane, but drinking tons of water is really important and eating fruits and vegetables. So that's those are two just very basic things where I feel like people go wrong. And the third one would be going for long periods without food. So, you know, my clients that travel frequently, a lot of them just are not able to maintain a good shape. And I, I feel like it's because they're not willing to strategize just kind of exactly what I said. It was, I was just explaining, which you don't have to go to that nth degree with, if you don't have kids, but to pack and prepare and plan and look at your layovers. If you can get some vegetables, a salad, and on a layover, that really helps. Um, you just don't want to feel bloated and crappy when you get to your destination and you're trying to have a good time. So eating every two and a half to three hours, drinking a lot of water, having a vegetable packed with you, um, trying to get a salad or some vegetables in on your layover. Those are all key. Okay. Yeah, I have trouble with uh, eating big salads and stuff in there. And, and, and it always bites me in the ass. I always want to eat. Like why a, you always be complaining? Yeah, a piece of pizza or something like that. You're like, you know? I feel like shit, and then we're here. Yeah, yeah. No, it does. It, it makes it. Those airport salads are some of the saddest looking things. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't even look at them. I, I'd rather do a bar and an apple or something. Like I can't look down the pipe at this like soggy, sad looking salad that's been sitting in a, a fridge for three days, but. To each their own. You're good at, 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 at choking those But even in and, different airports, yeah. like if you travel frequently, like I think we have a layover in Charlotte. And I know there's a place in Charlotte where you can get like a basic protein, rice, and vegetable. So I, we kind of have yeah. our go-to spots where we're like, yeah. okay, I know I like to go here. Or I think they have a really good smoothie place. Yeah. So you kind of, you you know, you kind of remember, hey, in this uh, at this gate, we can go here. We have an hour and a half. And, and you start to get your go-to places where you 
like to go that feels good for you. And you remember that is just being more mindful of that. Try not to eat regrettable foods. I had a, I had a sandwich in an airport a little while ago that was, it was so bad. And I was like, I thought I was going to get food poisoning or I didn't, but it was like, it just was not good. And I always feel like if, uh, when people are preparing your food, if they do it with love and they're like in a good mood, the food will treat you right. It's someone told me that one time and it stuck in my head. And then the person uh, taking the order and preparing the food was so pissed off that they should were there. just walked away. I absolutely <laughs> should have because it was a super regrettable sandwich and I thought it was going to sound good. And they, they seemed so mad that I was there to like order something. Anyways, back to your point. If you can get like, get that like healthy smoothie, have the, the apple, um, get like the clean salad or, or whatever it is, even if it's like totally not what you want it. It's not going to be the, the best food you're eating at an airport. Absolutely it's, at not. At best, it's just going to be like, that was okay. But, but it will always pay off when you were in the air. You're just sitting in one spot. You're a little dehydrated. You know, all those those decisions, you'll get off the plane. You can hit the ground running instead of like, oh, I just want to like lounge in my room because I'm like, you know, I'm tired from travel. You'll be able to kind of hit the ground running that way. And then, uh, you know, when we get in from a training standpoint, you know, I'll plan a lot of our workouts. I'll try to get the majority of our harder workouts. Like if we're in a you know, we're on a resort. We're not near a CrossFit gym. Typically when we'll drop into a CrossFit gym, which we like to do when we travel, we'll do that like our first day or two. So we'll go drop into a CrossFit gym, get that hard, like CrossFit gym workout in. Um, I'm not someone who, you know, unless I'm really like trying to train up for something, we're not going to do that every day and make that a big, we're not turning a, uh, the vacation into a training camp. So we'll typically do that one, maybe two days. And then uh, after that, our workouts are going to be like hotel gym workouts, runs, outside workouts. Uh, shout out to our Edge on Demand library. All the workouts I did during that pandemic are housed there and the videos and the workouts. I took a ton of time to plan those. So I actually use that resource a ton, which I'm going to when we go uh, to Turks. And I have so many good workouts. I almost, my brain's not in that mode right now. So I'll pull workouts from there based on like how we're all feeling. Like, oh, what do you guys want to do? It's all like lined up there. I'll just go ahead and scroll, click, find a workout. We may even modify it a touch. <clears throat> but we do the harder workouts early on. And then by the end, not going to lie, like you get into day five or six on these, these, it's like, you know, we're, you know, you might sit on a bike for a little bit and then we might walk around and, that, and do that, like, and an that old... might be best for your body. Yeah. One thing we've really gotten into doing, um, that I really like the last few trips is a little bit of yoga to finish off a workout, just like 10 minutes. Yep. I'll, I'll do just like a little bit of a flow, maybe some holds, like some poses, some balance poses and extra stretching. And it feels really good for your body. Like just just to kind of like move like that in a, in a non, almost like non-threatening way yep. to kind of calm down your nervous system really helps. And I think you were planning on posting some workouts, the workouts we do there, right? 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, I don't know if anything will be like, especially towards the, later in the week, if they'll be super fun. But yeah, we'll, I think it would be good for people yep. just to see, like, even if it today is, uh, uh, you know, a lower intensity, like zone, you know, if you're doing the zone thing or whatever, kind of back to that, like a zone two, calm sure. down the nervous system. Because another big thing that I feel like people do is it's either going to be CrossFit, <laughs> I'm bleeding out of my eyeballs, or nothing. And there's got to be something in between. And that's where you need to sit in the in-between if you're going to live a full life. Well, we want to, I mean, the big thing, you know, we want to do on these trips. And even when we were in Tulum, I, the workouts were challenging and hard when we were there and we were being really clean on our retreat and they were, they were hard, but we do yoga in the morning. And then we'd have like an activity or an excursion we're walking around a lot. Yeah. We're walking a ton. And this, this resort is enormous that we're at and we're going on beach walks and things like that. So the training and the workouts we do, we're, we're expending a lot of energy. We'll go snorkeling. We will I'm gonna go, go paddle boarding this time. Yeah. yeah so we're, we're trying doing to save up energy yeah. for this as well, because then, then we might as well be back here in the gym doing our normal workouts, yeah. you know, living our normal lifestyle, just to switch it up. And, and, and I don't want to get in Norma tech boots and stuff yeah. on, on a, on a trip like this. Basically we're trying to keep our metabolism rolling keep our muscle tone, um, slow down the softening and the fat, you know, accumulation, which will happen a bit. Yeah. All we're doing is slowing that down. So when we get back, you get a workout or two in and you're right back in your rhythm rather than I've had, I've had trips and we've had trips in the past where, I mean, they can, they can completely blow up your, your training routine to the point where it takes a week to be, get back on track. It's almost like you, you went through an illness or something. So the way we do it now, you know, we get back and we're, we're right back in a good rhythm right away. And you can't, you know, you don't, aesthetically you're not like looking horrible you're not gaining 10 pounds of body weight you know on the trip um when i used to do fitness shows i would gain 15 to 20 pounds on a trip in one week but part of that, i was that's, super that's crazy i was super tiny but then also like yeah. i mean i didn't eat so you were you were like you were malnour- you were essentially malnourished when you're you're in that yeah. so that i sit around that. like 130 to like 133 right now uh when i feel good I'm kind of right in that zone. And then when I used to do fitness shows, I mean, I could compete around like 118, but I would sit around like 122 to 125, which is, it was pretty, it, it's that little adjustment. I mean, it's like eight pounds, but it would, it would kill me. But I would go from 125 to like 140, 145. And I remember my trainer at the time when I would come back, he'd be like, God damn it, Kate. And I'm like, yeah. listen, I haven't eaten for three months. I'm I'm drinking pina coladas all day long, mudslides, yeah. dirty bananas. I mean, like they're like a thousand calories a pop. Well, another thing is we're, uh, I've never, I've never, my body weight swings like that much. You know, I've, I've pretty much stayed within almost like a five pound range for 10 years. That being said, that's very healthy too. Yeah. Just, just to like address that, that is something that I've really worked on over the last like you know probably since we've been together you've seen that a lot i used i've always swung even as a child i look at pictures i mean it it's funny to me but it's not healthy i would probably swing 20 pounds in a year like it i mean i would go into hibernation mode and 
and, and eat a ton of cookies and stuff in the winter. Um, but it's it's not. It becomes very hard on your body as you age. Yeah. Um, it, That's it, what I was, I was just, just going to get to. Yeah. It. As you age, you can't you can't yo yo like that. So, yes. and for anyone who's really listening, I mean, when you're when you're twenty four or five, and you know, even below that, I remember the whole thing was you know when we were when we were young. I don't know if it's as big of a deal, but spring spring break, spring break was like the holy grail of partying and and things as. I was growing up, it was kind of the the peak popularity on MTV and they would, would have MTV spring break and all that type of stuff. People would, you know, treat that like that was the CrossFit games. They would like <laughs> get ready for spring break. Get on an elliptical. They, well, they'd <laughs> for start, three they'd hours. start. I remember guys in college, the only people I ever knew who took PDs or performance enhancing drugs when I was younger were people getting ready for spring break. <laughs> so they would they would start like taking steroids in January to get ready for this like week long spring break trip in Panama City Beach. They get all jacked up, get real lean and ripped, and then pretty much not eat any food and drink like Milwaukee's best beer for a week straight, and just their body would go to straight shit like instantly. And that was like, you know, but when you're 20 years old, like that's the roller coaster you can put yourself on. Your body's a little more resilient. But, you know, even at that age, I remember doing fitness shows for a year. And I remember looking at my face. And I was pretty young. I think I was a year into it. I was 23 after a year. So I started at 22, I think. Um, and I remember thinking that I look like I aged 10 years. And I was so young, I wasn't thinking about sure. aging. I was just like, it was back before you know, kids started doing Botox when they were like 20. Um, <laughs> but I remember looking at myself and being like, oh, shit. And remember really like thinking how, uh, understanding how important you're, you're to take care of your skin. And so that's one thing that would really hurt if, if I would like. So when you gain 15 pounds in a week, your skin hurts. And I just remember like my skin hurting a lot and and how it affected everywhere on my body though. So, I mean, that matters. So even if you're young, it matters with your skin elasticity. It, it matters just in how you feel. And the more you can dial it in, I think there's a healthy range. So just to also address this for our vacation, if, if you go, if you go and you're like, you cannot gain a pound, you're not enjoying yourself. You're not relaxing. That's not the point of this. I always build in like a, a three to five pound cushion for myself, sure. five pounds. And, and I do weigh myself every day. I do. I take a little travel scale with me. I'll hop on in every morning. And it's just that it's almost like checking my bank account. And if I'm like, ooh, it's, you know, day two and I'm already up four pounds. Let's let's just be a little lighter. I can feel it, but it helps me to see that number and not lie to myself. Sure. And then I'm just a little more mindful that day of what it, whether it be portions or food choices or I really don't adjust my workouts at all. I'm just more aware of my food choices. And that always makes a huge difference. Um, and drinks too. Yes. So drinks, you'll stay yes, away from yeah. like the real sugary stuff yeah. and, and, and get in and, and do things that are like not going to stick to you as much, right, not the frozen right, sugar. Right. Tri- yep. And that's another, you know, to bring up another point. Um, and I used to do the frozen stuff. I don't do that really anymore. Maybe w- I might have one while we're there, but yep. I like, I, I usually tell clients too, like if you're out on a beach and in, in early afternoon, you're having your first drink, which most people do. I usually say like 
try to wait till 2 p.m. If you start drinking at 11, it's really not, it's not going to go well for you. And a lot of it is just like the duration of drinking for eight hours. And then what food choices you're going to make once you've got, you know, you've been drinking for four hours are not great. Um, so number one, just waiting, even just like till early afternoon. The later you can PM. find it, the better. Yeah. You know? And then secondly, also not doing drinks with just like no sugar in them if you're going to start early afternoon. So I know a lot of my clients like to do just vodka soda, vodka soda, or something just pure liquor. What that's going to do is going to bottom out your sugar level and you're going to eat to out <laughs> outdo whatever sugar was in like a vodka tonic. Or like I like mojitos because they're they're relatively light, but they have a little bit of sugar, which keeps my sugar level stable so I don't overeat. So that kind of helps me stay really healthy with my food and I go a little lighter. Like at dinner, I'll try to just get like a lighter dish. And I always like to, we'll even like split a little dessert, but they're small portions and I'm not overeating. So that's the big thing. I think, you know, people always think, well, sugar, sugary drinks. Well, that mojito has 106 calories, I think in a mojito, your chips and guac, you've got like three of them and that's got like 250 calories. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's not always just calories, it's quality of food and all that, but it, it really is so easy to overeat on junk, whether it's, um, it, it's usually snacky stuff that will kind of level out your blood sugar. Just be aware of that. So what I also want to, you know, talk a little, speak to in, 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 some way too is at CrossFit gyms, you have, you now have people, most people oftentimes, they just need a kick in the ass to train. But if you are someone who is like a competitive CrossFitter, someone who's coming to the gym five, six days a week, lifting really heavy weights, like level two or competitive CrossFit style athletes, this is actually an opportunity and me and Joey actually on the same podcast, I don't know, three or four years ago, talked about travel and vacation. So he hadn't been on a vacation in a while and he was going on one and uh, he wasn't going to work out at all. And that was very good for like, so for someone who is like, say your knees, you have like tendonitis in your knees, you have some like just over UC kind of things and your overall like system is your CNS and everything is like really upregulated and you're just like, you're basically like wired and tired from training for a long time. This is actually, when you go on a trip like this, a great opportunity to let all of that calm down. Your workouts should more or less be leisure activities. Walks on the beach. Walks on the boarding. beach. Paddle. Yes. Paddle boarding, maybe playing volleyball, playing some like recreational sports, very little, weight room activities actually like staying out of there. When you come back, you'll have like a huge slingshot effect. So you'll actually get strong within a week of it. You'll probably like get stronger. Some people are like, Oh, I took a week off. Then I started getting back into it. You wake everything up. You'll start hitting PRs. But for 99% of people, that Correct. is not going to be the case. <laughs> yeah. But a lot, here's the thing. A lot of people who listen to this podcast are people looking to get that teeny little edge or like, you know, they're very high performers and they don't need oftentimes the advice of going into, into a, a vacation. If they haven't been on a trip in five years, yeah, training, absolutely. you go on that trip and you relax, you enjoy yourself. You let your body, 
your nervous system and everything calm down because the people who train like that, they don't need to keep that feeling going. They need to calm it down. Mm -hmm. They need to bring all of that down. Me, less from like training and just from like, I think overall stress and stuff that's just gotten to me, that's what this trip will actually help calm down. Not so much from the training aspect of it, but I think these trips need to overall like balance your life out. Mm -hmm. And so some people like, you know, we actually, we ran into a girl, um, cause she could tell we were doing some like CrossFit esque stuff. She had been about a, uh, an hour into, um, a workout when we got there and then she, you know, we worked out, left the gym. I'm just using this as an example. And the girl was super fit. We leave the gym. We're at lunch or breakfast or we're somewhere and we're wrapping that up. And then we just see her leaving. And I remember seeing the training that she was doing and she was like, you know, we don't need, they, they don't even have like Olympic barbells. And she was emulating what was, um, this was a couple of years ago. I'd follow it. It was on, um, like a, it was, she was just like running through like comp trains training for the day. And she was in that, that, uh, beaches resort gym with like fixed barbells, like doing like hang power cleans. And she was me moving like piece to piece to piece through this three hour workout in the, in the resort gym. And then she was like walking out of there, um, still looking super lean and ripped, but she spent a good majority. She definitely spent her entire morning in that gym training. And we would see her in there every day, like going through that whole thing. And I'm like, this is probably not the best thing. She's not getting better at it either. Like the equipment's not right for it. Like you're not just want to walk up to that person and say, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and, and like, I, what, are you, hey, what are you doing? I'm not any, stay at home. I'm not. Yeah. Stay I, at home. I'm no, I'm not here to tell anyone how to enjoy their life. It's their life. I will. But I'll, I'll just ask the question. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> she, I think she would have been better served to like, I don't know if she drinks or any, like go out, have a drink by the beach, let everything chill and marinate. When you get home, start attacking those goals and getting back after the fitness, but there have fun, maybe round out your life a little bit, like have like some, some different things to talk about rather than the, you know, six hour training day you put in at the resort gym. When you get back, back to the gym to, to talk to all your friends, it's probably cool to have some other things to talk about. Maybe outside of like, you know, back squat percentages and, like that. So I think all I'm getting to is some, you know, I always want to address the other side of things because we have a, a big variety of listeners where it's like some of us, when we go on vacation, we can talk about all this and that. But a, a big thing is, is like, get out there and, and enjoy your trip, enjoy your vacation, the workouts, the fitness stuff we're doing on these trips are really to maximize so we don't feel crappy. So we just feel good throughout the, the vacation. We feel really good and we can keep a nice steady thing going. So by three or four days in it, you're not just like languishing in your room and like a hangover and feeling like crap. It's to keep us feeling good and allowing us to like, okay, hey, I feel good. It's, it's 3.30, 4. Hey, before dinner, let's go over to the beach bar and, and have a drink. I started to. 
I don't like myself about it either. You do. I, I trick you sometimes. All right. I don't, I, yeah. I put like uh, towels over the clock, all the clocks. <laughs> like, here's your beer. <laughs> I'm like, it's time. <laughs> I think the more you can punt it off, you actually, it just like, when you just drink too long, it just, you can't, you can't get to a spot where you feel good enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hope you guys got some travel tips out of this. We're going to be enjoying Turks and Caicos. So we will not have a podcast next week. The following week, we're going to be back on and that podcast, we're going to be uh, talking about the open um, how we're doing it here at CrossFit Grandview. Um, we're going to have some teams, some fun stuff going on, and uh, just some tips on on attacking the Open. And and uh, so look forward to that, and, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.